Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. It certainly was magic for the magic man, Joe Marrera, as he won the big group one on Militarising the Golden Rose Just, and some fantastic highlights of Caulfield, including Ollie, the great man, winning the group one Underwood on Alligator Blood. Terrific racing in Melbourne, terrific racing in Sydney. Audio there, courtesy of Racing.com and Sky Racing, of course. And Vince Cardi, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Ralph. It certainly was good racing. Absolutely. Oh, I, I made sure I went out. Just watch Ollie. <laughs> I don't know how many more group ones are going to see him ride, but I've been watching him do it for 35 years. He goes right, that bloke. Oh, but it'd be actually sad. So is he going to retire after the carnival? Yeah, he's going to retire from Perth, where it, where it all started for him. So, oh, yeah. so he's going back there. He'll he'll, he'll bow out at the at the Perth carnival. Yep. Wow, what a, what a star he's been. Yeah, it's star for sure, and he'll be he'll be a missed rider for no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's start at Rose Hill. We did the preview podcast on that. Uh, yeah, by, by Sunday morning, you start thinking, oh, what's this militarised doing in blinkers? Yeah. But, uh, you know, they do play on who comes first. But if you're yeah. in on cylinder, uh, I, I reckon you're still in the corner rocking. <laughs> you, there's no way you would have forecast it to be 3-1, no cover for Nash. But there was just no spot for him. And he was an unbelievably gallant. NCAP, the horse that we said were, cra- were crazy odds. He too was unbelievably gallant. It was a terrific race to watch. What did the uh, what did the clock end up to? Oh, it really was. It was a sensational race. High pressure. And, well, you know, I, I had my challenges with uh, the rider, of course, of the winner, but, wow, he, uh, he got out at the right time. But performance-wise, this is probably the stunning part. Militarised 3.8 above the, you know, the IVR benchmark. NCAP 3.3. Cylinder 3.2. I mean, unbelievable performances. And... This is a high-powered race, and for the three-year-olds, it's so exciting to see, well, all right, NCAP's like come to the top of the, I feel, of its campaign, and it's been racing sensational and really does uh, solidify the baseline number, but what Militarised did first up and Cylinder, realistically, still, you know, evolving I'm not saying, like, we, we used to see three-year-olds, Ralph, a number of years ago where they would be running plus fives and sixes, but these horses have this potential. 
Well, this time last year, there were similar numbers, and it was it was um, Jack and O who who didn't come on because for various reasons. I think he might have been retired, but in secret, he picked off in secret last ride. In secret, certainly come on. She went won the Coolmore, she won the Newmarket. So it's such a good form race this because the trainers target it. So we always talk about trainers' intent, and this is a starting point with militarised. It was aimed at the Caulfield Guineas. But Chris Waller decided at 1,400, just the blinkers might be the one, just to give it that little bit of sharpness. Let's peel back what he's done career-wise. You'd have to say in his dominant uh, size produce and um, champagne stakes wins, 1,400, 1,600 at Randwick, that they were both on very wet tracks. So we didn't get to see what he actually could do. And that's the, the great unknowns. But now it's a known. This horse was seriously talented. He really is, Ralphie. And as Mr. Waller was saying on, on air, before the race, oh, the, the, the gear change. <laughs> the gear change. Like, I, you could just feel it, Ralphie. You <laughs> could just feel it that this horse was going to launch in a pretty positive manner because he, he made it pretty clear that on a couple of occasions that he had the blinkers on, this horse really uh, <laughs> was delivering. <laughs> and it did. Well, dear, so he's at this stage, his target's the Caulfield Guineas or his next target. <laughs> um, the uh, We'll get to the Melbourne three-year-olds, but uh, on, on a day, day-to-day comparison, apples to apples, these Sydney horses are miles in front of what the Melbourne Colts did on Saturday. For sure, they really are. And, and it was there because both tracks were you know, racing with speed and the reality is what this – I'm just sort of sitting back here – just I even just look at what happened with militarise. Let's say from just around that six hundred meter mark until it got to the two hundred. That horse actually lost the length of velocity, Ralphie. Now it's not a lot, but with this sort of pressure, it is. And where you are in your campaign also means a lot as well. And the way it just rebounded over that last two hundred meters, admittedly out in that lane spot but 4.2 above last 200 meters just that that, man i'm just sitting back here off a near benchmark speed this horse is going to be just like it's going to get easily more than a mile well this brings us to one of the one of the members questions actually because um uh i'm just trying to to find this but uh, here we go from alistair does militarize have the figures for a three-year-old to compete in a cox plate so there's a little bit of a projection there for you vince as far as what and and there's a lot of water to go under the bridge but it's only uh what six weeks away could has he got potential to to be a cox plate contender well animo's a good baseline judge like yep. at recent times to compare. This run is probably at the moment probably trending a length and a half behind but still evolving. So it's it's possible this horse can reach that level of at least the plus five range. Oh, Cox Plate, you need her up around plus seven or more. I'm confident this horse can get to the 2,000 metres. Who, you know what, Ralphie? It's, anything's possible. I wouldn't say no at the moment because it hasn't been tested. And caps run second. I want to get to a fundamental of yours, Fitz. And this is this that you you don't put a, a scale on it. So, in other words, if you run the fastest of the day, it doesn't matter if it was a group one or the maiden, you, you're the fastest of the day. So, end cap two weeks earlier, Rose Hill, 1400. Group three runs third best of the day, two lengths above benchmark. Yep. So, 
that screams he was value, but he went from group three to group one and he went up in weight two and a half kilos. So you end up getting $15. Now, you would have been in a coma if you backed Twain because he looked home, but uh, that, that just shows you there is value just looking at the clock. Well, there is, and that further added value, the horse had a, a significant slowdown between the six and the four that day when it produced a plus two of 1.7 lengths. And this is, again, the power of understanding what impact slowdowns can have because it's inefficiency of energy and therefore there's a distortion in the overall final number. So I, I was very confident that NCAP would run bigger. Someone emailed me, Ralphie, I don't know, it could have been on the Friday and said to me, they got $51 for the horse. Right. And well, then that's... I wrote back and said, did you take it for a place? <laughs> because <laughs> I just know the power of the place, right? Exactly. I know, yeah, people can say, you know, maybe, I don't know, it's the greed versus do you want some money in your pocket, right? For sure. And, of course, at one, what a price. <laughs> stupid uh, price. Stupid, stupid odds. That was a bit like Lindemann in the autumn, actually. That yep. uh, you know ran a really good time in a, in a benchmark race, but you know the time ended up counting in the uh, Randwick and Rosal Guineas. Now, from Darren's also asked, I was really keen on Encap and the Gold Rose and saved them militarised. So smart play there. Absolutely. I want to be on both now wherever they go. I really like Encap, but they on similar paths or they go in different directions. They both seem the one to follow this spring. So Vince, you're suggesting that Encap this might be his level, but you're not putting a level on militarised. Is that a fair summation? Well, it's made that next step which is what my expectation was, that this horse had the potential to get, well, firstly, at least run plus two, possibly based on like that slowdown from the previous run. We, we should have been able to get into that plus three range. And it, it went slightly past that. Now, is there any more to come? Well, if I just compare the slowdown of both those horses, militarise and NCAP, and putting aside where you are in the campaign. Again, this is just the form students, people that like to look at the IVR, people that subscribe to the sizzlers Ralphie, and get the report right yes instead of paying 55 dollars a meeting you can just get it for how much does it cost for the month well 20 dollars a meeting basically i, I mean come on <laughs> that's with writing there's no writing yes. when you get when you get it off the, our website right you just okay. get a number and you got to work it out yourself but on that i'm looking at it here and saying oh well 0.2.5 is probably the inefficiency range. So, again, nowhere near as, as much as militarised. I'm still going to have it open on my end, no ceiling. Yep. Just poor Tally as a trainer. I don't know if he can get any more out of the horse other than some of these horses, Ralphie. They get into the stiff competition. They keep rising, right? <laughs> yes. So it's possible. It's a three-year. What is it? A three-year-old girl. It is possible, right? Yep. I look at the early speed. Slightly came off from one run to the other, right? Yep. If you just look at what it did to start before, again, it's possible. But I, 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 if they raced again, or if they race each other ten more times, it's probably militarised is going to win most of them. So, Cylinder, again, I like doing a bit of a deep dive on this because, again, what we what we see is some of the other fundamentals. We always say trainers intent. This horse, and he was three wide, no cover. He was a sick beat if you're on it, and fair enough too. But James Cummings, target race. That's what you want, isn't it? Third up, and we've got, uh, we've got in secret coming up third up into the Everest, which you, everyone should keep in mind. But third up target race, he's exploded to a new PB. Well, that was the beautiful part, right? Gone from 1.4 PB last campaign, now to 3.2. And it was always heavily on the cards, even with yep. the first two runs, that this was like right on the cards to happen. 
And you sit back and say, right, well, let's look at the credentials of what's taken place. A minus one first section. It is the second fastest the horse has gone. I mean, its maximum output was that Rose Hill race, Ralphie, back in, in March, right, where it went plus one first section. So the minus one, you can learn a lot from that, right? And at 1,400 metres about what this horse can do and cope with speed-wise early, it was able to increase its pace, between the 8 and the 400, and stay really strong over the last 400 metres, which gives you a few confirmations. Number one, a stronger horse than last season for sure. And are they going to step back to the 1,200 and go to the Everest? Well, that's on the cards, yeah, absolutely. It's not going to win it, but the reality is this, right? It's definitely going to be a lot stronger than last time when it was at its peak for 1,200 metres, for sure. It is a far stronger racehorse. Can it find three or four lengths off that run? While some people are braver than me. Well, and that, that's a, that's the thing. It'd be interesting if they definitely go to the Everest because they've got In Secret running there, who's now up to thirteen dollars, by the way. Uh, what? <laughs> which I just realised, <laughs> and that's where really? Kicker Kick out. <laughs> Kicker kicks yeah. now out. So. We got the other. We got the other monsters there, right? No, of course. But uh, yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, wow. I, <laughs> it's that's that. What? Wonder why. Well, the, they, the market's obviously trashed her sideways run second up, which is just like what she did second up last prep before she exploded the new market. So it's, uh, okay. it's, time will tell. And I just want to round off with one because this, this is bugging me here, Vids. Butch Cassidy, $51 into $41. Waterhouse bot, stable on fire, goes forward, goes down to Melbourne. It might be five lengths in front of, of Militarise on the home turn. Has he got more to come? Well, it was in running fourteen hundred, but it was a massive evolution. That's what I mean. Yeah, no. Well, I, I don't think we've talked about this horse before leading no. into this race. Just from last campaign, you look at the baseline numbers through the first two runs compared to last preparation. This horse has definitely improved three or four, right? Yep. And it ended up peaking with what a minus two point nine. So here we are. We we look at the numbers, right? Two point seven. Yes is the answer. There could be more to come. In terms of efficiency though, I felt that was about like on point with this horse in terms of the way it, it handled itself through all the, the splits and they were all above benchmark which you've got to uh, commend in a in a pretty positive manner. Uh, well, I, I, it's another horse that's evolving, Ralphie. It really is. What about the other two? Charmstone and, well, actually the other three because it was big money for King Colorado. Yep. And then there was Shinzo. Are you going to be looking at putting any communication around the Sizzlers for those runners? Well, so here's the thing with Shinzo. It's pulled up lame two out of five. Has it? Yeah. So that gives, at least that <laughs> when you say that, you go, well, there, there's an excuse. What about to the numbers? Was there an excuse? 3.5 below first section. Seven links from the lead. Yeah, that well, that's not good. Yep. When you watch like the way it was, they were riding it. You, if you almost felt like I shouldn't use this word, but were they really wanting to win? I, I, I don't know. Right? Maybe the like what you said, but then I'm looking at the slowdown that took place all the way, and this was probably very evident in the vision as well. We talked about militarizing slowdown, but the slowdown here was. Uh, oh, we're looking at around 1.5, 1.7, slightly more, a little bit, about two lengths more inefficient up the straight and outside the lanes. 
So that's why that horse just couldn't keep coming. And I did look at a split time on those runners, Ralphie, at the 50 and the 100. <laughs> and he, he he's the golden, little golden nugget, right? On the 100, militarised 568, it was still three lengths better than King Colorado, Shinzo. And I even looked at Nadal, right? Because I thought that was interesting when I was watching it in running just to see what happens. But then I looked at the, the last 50 metres, right? Now, yep. I know a lot of people don't look at that, and it's hard to get that number unless you've got that line there, right? And we've got a militarised 2.88. King Colorado, which I thought was really interesting, 2.86. And then I looked at Shinzo, it was done, 2.98. Like, it already started to deteriorate, and Nadal was even worse, right? It was uh, 3.1. So when I look at that and say, okay, other than King Colorado, really, the other two didn't make the impression they were cooked. Yep. Conditioning, now you've told me lame. Get it now. I totally get it. That's not a good sign, though, two out of five lame. No. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, thank you for that. But, yeah, that's that. So you wouldn't think it'd be going the Everest. So, um, Charmstone, so we uh, I'll write that up in Sizzlers, but let's just say as a filly, <laughs> this is good. it's got a fair bit on the other fillies at the moment. Well, the good, the good thing is this. From my perspective, the reason why I'm asking you, like yeah. just from a sizzler point of view, is it's taken that big next step. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to see, right? 2.5 up. Would I have liked it to have finished above Butch Cassidy? Yes, but there's a case now being made for Butch Cassidy's another revolving horse, right? Yep. So I thought, yeah, fantastic for Charmstone. Again, there was a little bit of a Oh, not as much as the others in terms of slowdown, so I can't put a lot. They're all close to their numbers, Rolfie. But what about, wonder why the big play on King Colorado? Well, not often the stable misfires, and sometimes there is. <laughs> there is big money for that stable, and they run beyond the numbers, but this one didn't. Well, here's the thing with that horse, and this is a little nugget there, Rolfie. When you look at um, King Colorado, the most disadvantaged horse between the four and the two by 1.2 lengths and you can absolutely add that to that bottom number. Added with the added event that they've uh, you know attacked it with a lot of ferocity. That stable, right? Yes. And you can imagine why, right? So that just means, without a shadow of doubt, this horse is going to have a dramatic spike off that run. All right. Well, it's third favourite for the Caulfield Guineas. So that uh, <laughs> assume it's going there. And by the way, same thing with Butch Cassidy. So none of these are locked in. So we, you know, they might stay in Sydney and go to the Spring Champion or whatever. But I'm just putting on the table various cases. All right. Let's have a look at the Rockstar SBA ring. She has turned into a Rockstar Vince. This horse just keeps evolving. Saturday morning, I think I don't know if you used the word uh, Tishin, but <laughs> you were pretty confident about it. And it, whether it was going to be slow pace or somehow a fast pace, it was just going to be too good. This mare is just really evolving. And as you always said, when but there were doubters, dry ground she needs. Oh, and it was and it was super powerful. Really. I mean, I didn't like the way the horse hung up the straight, though. Yeah, it's got a weird action, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it has to impact your velocity somehow, right? Because it's not a straight line. It's like a left line, <laughs> like at an angle. But still, I look at the clock and say, oh, well, last 400 plus 7.4 didn't affect you that much, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then I looked at the combined last 800 metres. That was almost 12 lengths, which is like absolute right at the top of the of a horse's game in terms of elite level. Early speed, I don't believe that was uh, an advantage for the horse. 6.7 lengths below benchmark. 
I absolutely have a strong belief that this horse's true profile is when it can be in a race and it can be travelling like one or two lengths below benchmark. Even benchmark is when you see the absolute best out of this horse. So overall, plus 3.5, fantastic. We talk about any subtle slowdowns. There was a little bit of a slowdown between the four and the two, which is about 0.7. And the veering to the left, the way it held its head and just the carriage of that you know, speed upwards, that also had an impact for sure because you go and have a look at other races. This horse never used to do that, right? I don't know why it does it now, right? Yeah. So maybe it was just the, the sheer pressure of the high acceleration, Ralphie, because the horse just went bang. I just um, wonder if uh, th- th- this invitation race in five weeks, it's it's fillies and mares only, Randwick 1400. Uh, it won't be running. I'm sure they won't back it up in the Epsom next week. So I would assume this is its target race. Whether it does the the typical Mr. Waller and has a has a barrier trial in between, or whether it has another race, I don't know. But gee, that uh, that two million dollar, I think it's worth two million this year. So it's going to be take a power of beating if it goes there. Well, it sits firmly as one of the. You know, there's three standout mares, and this yep. is one of the three that's running around the country at the moment. And unless they run into each other, they're all going to keep winning. Yeah, Amelia's jewel being the other one, obviously. Uh, now, uh, I might just ask you about before we get to Caulfield, race four on the program here. Uh, it looked a bit of a two-horse race from the punters. Osmosis versus Royal Tribute. Royal Tribute was fantastic first up. Uh, Osmosis, though, did beat it. Previous prep resumed and resumed powerfully. Busted open Royal Tribute. It looked like a fantastic win. One the clock saying race four. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm absolutely like Osmosis' performance, fantastic. It exceeded my expectations. Yep, personally, right, but 2.18th best of the day. That was a, a real signal about where you're at as a racehorse and a, and a dramatic lift on where it was. Yes, well, Bjorn Baker has also proven in the past that he's quite capable of having horses like on point first up and, yes. and delivering, and no exception here. In terms of how much more upside this horse could have there's a there's a little bit there in the numbers there was a little bit of a fartlek sort of a performance from the horse in terms of adding speed then reducing speed and then adding it again or all, all, all to around that sort of three quarters of a length so there's got to be some more to come uh, royal tribute on the other hand when i look at that performance it got the right set up up front in my view traveling definitely at a softer pace when compared to the previous run or i would have thought this would have been right inside the horse's wheelhouse the challenge was having to maintain that speed between the eight and the 400 and then increasing it, it caught the horse like and I, I can't sit here and say just that bit of extension between the 600 and the 400 where the horse had gone from 0.4 to plus 1.2. If that's it, if that's it, that increase of three quarters of a length and then there's no more, that's not good. That's not good. I'm disappointed <laughs> personally on that. Absolutely. But uh, it's not hard to uh, – I mean, it's pretty easy to highlight a flashing light runner, but, but you know, sometimes there's a reason for it. And that, of course, was Celestia Legend. Uh, what type of projection is he – done now that he's uh, put this debt marker down first up, third career start? Yeah, well, firstly, we look at the speed, 3.9 lengths below benchmark. There's the handicap giving Osmosis a couple of lengths. Yes. In the mid-race, actually picked up some nice ground on the horse, like in terms of above benchmark, was about 0.3 stronger. Also had to make up that extra 2.7 lengths of velocity to 
get to that point. And then last 400 metres, really, really strong, plus 4.1, hitting, you know, hitting the line pretty hard. He's got another good horse here, Ralphie. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Very, very good horse. And if we're looking at improvement, I well, it'll be one of the bigger improvements of the young horses. It's anywhere between three to five lengths. Let's go to Caulfield. I'll write up, of course, all the uh, all the horses to follow from Rose Hill, uh, as I will with Caulfield, and that's available on the Sizzlers via racetrackralphie.com.au. And also, just mentioning, no preview podcast this week, as good as uh, as good as Epsom Day is. If you want uh, Vince's information there via his website, dailysectionals.com.au will be the race speed profiles, but we're going to have a week off for the preview podcast and then be back for uh, for the big uh, spring weeks. Uh, probably we might do a couple of Melbourne and Sydney weeks, Vince, because there's good racing in both states uh, throughout the spring carnival. That's for sure. Well, that's exciting. Absolutely. Well, we'll start with Caulfield. Firstly, Vince, Caulfield, um, good four. Fleming last week was a good four. <laughs> I think this was a faster good four. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This was a good three all day, right? Yeah. Rock solid. You have a look at it. If I take away race four, where they've gone 10 lengths below benchmark, that solidifies 1.6 lengths faster than standard on the day. Yep. And that's rock solid. G3 and maintained and the typical last 200 metres an extra two lengths which was uh, uh, like on the outer edge of, uh, I would even say Ralph, it might have had like an F2 which I don't know, they don't use those words unless you're running in Darwin I think (laughs) Yeah, well well, the way to avoid fast tracks is just not call them fast tracks, even if they are fast just don't call them that (laughs) Yeah, But are they learning something about don't bring the hoses out all day? Vince, there was not one horse that pulled up sore. So, but apparently, firm tracks are making pull up sore. I mean, it's oh, just a nonsense. Right. Anyway, um, yeah. we digress. Let's get to the Underwood. So, Alligator Blood. No, I'm not saying we discovered the uh, rediscovered anything uh, huge here, but this is what we wrote up in Sizzlers the week before. Fast on pace when right, who's now ready to reverse his race shape. Coming off this small field walk sprint, that's when he ran second to Mr. Brightside last week, matched his overall figure from the Memsey first up in a different structure, went slower early, but producing a booming mid-race, minus 14.1 at the 800 before, plus 0.1, seventh best squeeze of the day, 3.6 last, 400 was a two-length improvement late speed. Last time in, went 3.9, went fourth in the high-pressure all-star mile in the spring, won the champion's mile with 4.1. Looks set to test that range now if backing up in the Underwood Stakes this Saturday, which looks very dangerous. What do you do on Saturday, Vince? Oh, no surprise, but let's get the drum roll out. 3.7, Ralphie, 3.7 above, best performance of the day. No surprise, and Tullable, you know, 2.7 above, third best of the day, right? So they were both fantastic. But I I, I have to say, ride, first and foremost, fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. He couldn't have judged that any better. 0.9 below benchmark. This is uh, the Ollie because there was nice speed up front. And when I say nice speed, none of this minus 14 first section where, (laughs) uh, sure, Ollie can handle those sort of soft speeds, but it's not great for the horse, right? Yeah. But he, if he could take a sit, he was always going to be the hardest horse to beat because it's very hard to beat Ollie if he's taking a sit. Because he's oh, a master, master of reading. Yeah, he's a master of reading the energy, right? Yeah. Of other horses. And you can see it, right? Look at this 2.6. Mind you, that little dip between the six and the four, losing 1.5 lengths of velocity. And then he's accelerated to go plus 2.5 between the four and the two. That's all out. And you could see last 200 meters, the horse had a de acceleration of 2.6 lengths. Now, it's interesting how we're going to look at this, right? 
does that mean it's a distance? Does that mean it's conditioning? What is it, right? I'm sitting here and saying it's conditioning. So it still won't come. Yeah, because I felt that that was the real test for the horse. And 1,800 metres really took everything out of it. And this horse will now... I've all... I've thought all along this horse is set for a new PB and this now gives me that, well, not that I lost any confidence from the prior two runs, Ralphie. The reality is that just confirms my trend line that this horse is trending to a new PB and plus five or better is in order. So he's now allowed to race in Sydney again after that ownership <laughs> oh, situation. Yes. So he ran in the, in the Doncaster earlier this year. This screams that they're going to go to the, the King Charles over a mile this new $5 million race and take on Mr. Brightside with the mouth guard in full, now fully fit. So what a race it's going to be as a starting point. Well, of course, there's always, yeah, no, it is going to be a race, but yeah, okay. Wow, of course, why wouldn't you go for the five million? This is changing everything, these special races, Ralphie, but they have got a horse absolutely ready for that. Yeah, so there's, I mean, I'm just looking at the market here. Mr. Brightside, $250, uh, Alligator Blades, $11 between them. Light Infantry that we saw in the Gold League last year will be having its first Australian start, I think, in that race since then. Fangirl, Amelia's Jewel, Think It Over, Zaki. <laughs> so it's going to be a cracking race, and there could be other uh, fresh form coming into as well from three-year-olds. So so let, let's have a look how that evolves. All right. Um, well, so, just on that, Ralphie, I just yeah. wanted to say that Tullaville, I, yeah, I, I was just, yeah. I was just uh, sneaky when I, say, I was listening. The, the trainer, he was saying that um, that's it. They're going to Western Australia. I, be, I hope we're doing some podcasts when they go to Western Australia because we are going to make, for anyone that's listening today, make sure you save up some money and st- start getting ready to back this horse because it's going to win everything there. Lovely. All right, so 2.7 legs above benchmark. Let, let me ask you, though, is this the end of its distance range, as in a mile is his absolute best, and he, he, we just saw it on Sunday. What do you think? There's actually that drop-off, so there's, a, there's still a bit of conditioning to come. Oh, for sure there's conditioning to come. Absolutely. Yes. No question about it. High extension in the mid-race, Rolfie, going from 2.6 below to plus 4.8. It was a far more aggressive extension than the alligator blood, Rolfie. Yep. And the dip, when I look at the dip between the four and the six and compare the two, they were virtually the same, right? Yep. With the exception that Tullivals had to make a bigger extension, therefore was going to have less energy at the re- at the end. Can I say that it's possible that uh, Ollie outrode Jamie Carr? You certainly can say. There you go. Um, now there are some flashing light runners. Do uh, without a fight, Sulkin for the cups. What we're going to do because uh, we've got other races to get to. Yep. Members bonus. So Group One members bonus. We're going to ask about them with the prism of the big cups coming up. So if you're a member, you're going to get a bonus podcast. We'll do 10, 15 minutes on those horses as far as what they're going to look like coming into the big races uh, to become a member via my website, racetrackrelfie.com.au. We're corporate bookmaker ad-free. We are independent and we are here because we get support from our members. So we always like to give them a little bonus there. Might go earlier in the card, Vince, because a lot of punters were in a coma with with red card. And we've got a members question here, uh, Vince from uh, Cam. What are your and Vince's thoughts on the performance it's a red card on the weekend, what that run means for a prep going forward. Haven't heard anything to suggest. Fed abnormalities. She seemed to have go everything her way up front. Didn't even run a place. So, Vince, firstly, uh, I'll just tidy that off by saying there was nothing in the stewards report. They questioned the uh, the rider in the stable and they said, no, nah, they were expecting it fine. I've got to say, though, sometimes the market has a pumpkin on its head. <laughs> I thought it would win. I, I was entitled to be favourite. I know the same with your race speed profiles, but $1.40, that's, that's nature strip odds. Well, 
that's how you learn to know like what's value what's not value right without yeah. even been even without even understanding how to do a book right yes so just forget that just bring Adam and say or winks or all these <laughs> recent horse word stars and and can you truly believe that horse is worthy of that price that's that's the question right exactly. and yeah the answer is instant this was all a fill up for the corporate bookmakers in my view right because there was just you know buying something it's like you know the house should be four hundred thousand, but yeah we're gonna you know people want to pay a million well, I'll, 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 before I get your thoughts about the actual what the data said, I've got to say the reason for this appears that because third up last prep it won over twelve hundred at listed level, and here it is in a non-listed race. So you know your, your stakes uh, versus uh, naked scale or whatever, and compressed weight scale as well. So that all equated to being a you know let's call it a robot special. But ultimately, when it won that listed race at twelve hundred, it, it didn't even break benchmark that day. No, but the beautiful parts of this. Yep. This this is where whoever did take that uh, type price can be confident there's going to be a massive rebound. Where the horse got beaten here was the high acceleration in between the eight and the four hundred. It was super heavy. This actually undid the horse roll because you have a look at it. Plus one point three, creating all the speed, but then that high extension. You know, they're all running between. Well, five lengths above benchmarks, the lowest, and the highest is 6.7, right? And then if you look at the average of that whole field, and this is the average of the speed energy, it's five and a half lengths, right? That's uh, high pressure, and then you could see the horse started to deteriorate, and, and it actually came into effect by the time it got inside the 400 metre. It already lost 1.6 lengths of velocity, and then it was done. Last 200 metres, 2.1. Why did that happen to the horse? It's very simple. There's no way that horse could have been ready for that off the first up run. Not a chance in the world. Now, if this horse was travelling two, three, four lengths below benchmark through the first section and could breathe and get into its pattern, it might have been a very different outcome because exploding in their mid-race and getting an exertion that sometimes can be 10, 12 lengths, it depends on where your baseline is. But if you're coming from an above benchmark, it's so intense, Rolfie. And faster and faster. Yeah, that's why this horse dropped off. And usually, in most cases, these horses get explosion like... If I had a little a little a spy cam at their train track, I'd say this horse would be bouncing out of its skin after that run. And uh, an aside to that is Craig Williams right on Serides. Now, he, he, he um, what do they call it? <laughs> Operation success, but the patient died. He rode this He rode this to beat Red Card, and he did. And he's <laughs> Cardigan Queen gets up inside him because this was masterful tactics because he's on a 1,200 horse. Red yep. cards are 1,100 horse. So what do you want to do to that? You want to say, oh, I'm going to make this a true 1,200 race, and he did. But his yep. horse dropped off as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, he, that's right. He did. And he just had that little bit more of a breather just yep. through that first section that helped the horse. But he still also was done. Yeah, they, they were all done by the 200, except for the horse that was uh, getting all – you're inside six lengths, 3.3 lengths below benchmark. This is Cardigan Queen. Beautiful. You know, Great extension in the mid-race, but doing it off a softer baseline and kept kept being strong to the line. All right, we'll do one more, and then um, what I'll do, I'll, I'll save this to party chat for, uh, for to compare it with the militarised for our, mm-hmm. our group one bonus as well. But I want to ask you about Uncle Bryn. 
I'm sitting there going, I was in the grandstand just shaking my head thinking, how did this horse manage to elevate so much? I knew it had the ability. I mean, last last spring it was fantastic. He won the Sale Cup, he won the Cranbourg Cup. Between that, he ran a super race in Sydney in a really fast race. Uh, Daniel's asked, uh, what is IVR? What IVR does Vince project Uncle Brindy be able to run at 2,400? So by winning on Saturday... He, he qualifies for the Caulfield Cup, the naturalism. Um, so uh, it's a dual question. What did he do on Sunday? How did he do it? <laughs> and by extension, can you see him doing it at 2,400? Well, yes, I can see him doing it at 2,400 for sure. Right. Without it, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, firstly, I just look at the pace. 4.4 lengths faster than standing through the first section. That's a record for the horse, Ralphie. That right. just, that's a testament to how well the stable's got this horse going, right? Yep. The dip between the eight and the four, massive negative, massive negative, four lengths, Ralphie. Make no mistake, this is a big negative. And then the pickup in the acceleration again, and you can see the pickup start to come just around that 500-metre mark, right, and just went from 0.6 below all the way to plus 2.7. In other words, asking for a massive exertion off a – I would consider it to be a fast pace for this horse, and therefore this horse should not have been able to do that with a slowdown and then actually find a new uh, peak in terms of speed and then tanked out right at the end, still above benchmark, right? And I'm always a big believer. If you can show sustained speed, this is off the raw figures, with uh, above benchmark and have a look at it, 4.4, 0.4, 3.6, collective total, 8.4, sustained speed for 1,200. You'll run twelve. You'll run 24 all day and you'll run further. Wow. All right. Well, it's um, currently $26 for the Caulfield Cup. So it's a, it, what you're saying is it's it's going to, if he does that in the Caulfield Cup, well, plus three, plus three range in the Caulfield Cup, that's, a, that, that's in there. Well, we, we know if you can definitely get into the four range, yep. you're, you're fighting for a podium spot. So not a lot to come to get to that level. Was I entitled to be rocking in the corner of Berkeley Square, three wide, no cover at that pace? Uh, which one? Berkeley Square, the fourth horse. Oh, wow. <laughs> Again, let's look at the profile and the performance of this horse. Three point one above first section, Ralph. What do you want? Is I mean, it a bit quicker than it's been? Oh, you know, like that's. <laughs> I, I just thought that was fantastic for the horse to be able to show that sort of grit, right? Yeah. And then. Again, still running two point six above between the eight and the four hundred. Entitled to week, it actually really just it just really blew out last two hundred, Ralphie. Yeah. With the yeah. one big improvement to come for that horse. So we'll just leave the putters with that little nugget because mm-hmm. Blinkers went on, so that hits the massive uh, speed. I wouldn't be surprised if they go straight to the Herbert Power and then try and qualify for the Caulfield Cup through the back door. So 2,400 okay. Caulfield, uh, Caulfield next start. Uh, I think it'll be very hard to beat, so we'll see how that goes. All right, in the meantime, thanks so much for listening to our year-round carnival podcast. Uh, all of Vince Carty's work, dailysectionals.com.au, all of my work, including uh, the ability to become a member, so you'll get the bonus podcast with a deep dive into those uh, fantastic runs on Saturday towards the Cups via my website, racetrackralphie.com.au. Best of luck this week, whatever you're doing. 